Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Senor. Hey, dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And hey, everybody, today, Tuesday, Little Wednesday, I call it, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The red planet, the surface of Mars. Um, Yeah, I understand we've got the first audio from Mars. We're going to be playing a little bit later. Which is very exciting. It's the first time they've ever had a rover with a microphone on it, so I get to hear what it sounds like on Mars. I assume kind of a Muzak thing, kind of an easy listening Muzak thing. Yeah, oddly enough, it's uh, hip hop music with the incredibly loud bass uh, thumping <laughs> from the rover next door. You can't hear the music; you just hear the bass. <laughs> awesome. And um, so that's cool. That's cool. Have any of the cool pictures come back? They must not have, because I've been checking for them. I haven't seen anything That's particular. How long does it take to send back the, the high-def pics? There's been, like, video and stuff that's been beamed back of, like, it's scanning the horizon. But uh, high quality? Because everything I've seen has been pretty low-def. It's the best video of Mars I've ever oh, seen. Oh, really? Well, then I've just missed okay. it then. i got to check that out. i got to check that out. Because, yeah, they're supposed to have some super-duper HD color stuff coming out of this. With uh, It's got the, you know, the, uh, the iPhone 12 camera on it, so... Nice. It's going to be extra good. Do you have a favorite site, Sean, that you're going for this stuff, or are you just seeing it on the news? Uh, I, I, I don't watch the news. Um, it's, it's past my Twitter feed from various huh. people that I follow or the algorithm has thrown in front of me. Um, but to paraphrase one tweet about it, I, I never realized my attention how, how broken my attention span was until there was a brand-new 26-second video of never-before-seen footage from Mars, and about <laughs> 10 seconds in, I said, eh, I think I get it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, uh, I have that problem with my kids um, because their attention span is so short. The most amazing thing in the world is, no, okay, what's next? Yeah. Um, uh, how long is the sound from Mars? Should we just play it since we were just talking about it? Here? It's only eight seconds, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's hear what it sounds like on Mars. Um, it sounds like it's windy. Sounds yes. like a windy day in Arizona. Windy and barren. And, and it red. looks like a windy day in Arizona, which is because it's faked. <laughs> we, well, we cut off the part where we have the first Martian influencer that was telling us all to smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for subscribing. You could do for reals, though, get out in the middle of Utah and fake this up. And oh, yeah. nobody would know the difference. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not much you, going on in that old ancient lake bed that I could see. But if you saw a jet fly overhead, that would uh, give it away. Here's another Mars clip, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Now, here's the question. If the first footage from Mars was a giant Mars earthworm just jumping up and eating the rover, would they yes. have shown it to us? Uh, I think you have to. I mean, think of all the, uh, the sci-fi nerds who'd be throwing funding at it. I mean, NASA suddenly would be uh, the most popular agency in the government that they would show us but what if a uh clearly chinese soldier say (laughs) just immediately with a gun pointed at it they arrest us (laughs) they got there first they've already occupied the place all right i think we'd keep that secret 
All right, now you're being ridiculous. Well, I'm not being completely ridiculous in that we are reliving a little bit of the the space race when it was between us and the Soviet Union. And the the whole reason China's up there, they don't give a almost dropped an S-bomb. I came really close. Oh, my. China doesn't give a crap about the exploration of Mars. They're they're not doing what we're doing, which is mankind, you know, continuing to reach out and expand its horizon. That's got nothing to do with what China's up to. They're just trying to, to they, they want to show the world, hey, we're every bit as good as the United States and everything that exists. You right. need to make us the center of your life. Like the Soviet Union, they want to project their system across the entire globe. Plus, they know we're ahead on the moon, and when we uh, you know, uh, activate our moon-based laser, they want to be able to take it out with their Mars-based uh, super laser. Right. So, I, I did uh, read an interesting article about uh, could the next Pearl Harbor be in space? I read over the weekend that was oh, uh, yeah. this was troubling. Yeah. Um, if we have the moon, they take Mars. They take Mars, we take Jupiter. That's or, the intergalactic way. Or just take out a whole bunch of satellites at one time mm-hmm. and, uh, and establish, okay, we control uh, all telecommunications from space now, and anything you, sh- you send up here, we're going to shoot it down. Right. Well, I guarantee both sides are working as hard as they can on that technology. Yeah, that's 100%. stuff. Um, so, uh, the, the president gave a speech last night, uh, talking about how awful we've done as a country. And, um, I call it his malaise speech. That's what I'm going to refer to it as, uh, all how awful we've done as a country against the COVID. Well, there's a lot of great numbers out there on the COVID that we're doing better than any other country in the world at, or certainly at the very top tier, depending on how you measure it. And we'll get to some of those numbers later instead yeah, of just wallowing we... in misery. Right. I don't know if we grabbed any of that speech, but it was weird. I mean, it was so mournful. I mean, it was, it was talking to the widow, widow the day her husband died. Well, I'm going to, I've got, I've got a lot to say on that based on a, a couple of different, um, uh, lefties reaction to it that I saw on television. Hmm. That makes me really think about the, 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 the two different brains. The right-leaning brain and the left-leaning brain in terms of needing that sort of thing. Right. I want to talk about that later. Because I have zero interest in the state comforting me. Zero. Whereas people of the left seem to really need a leader to, like, put their arm around them verbally and take care of them for some reason. I don't know what that is. I don't get it at all. It's so not my worldview. Well, I hate to oversimplify things, but it's obvious. I mean, the left wants a nanny state, and they mean literally a nanny to hug them and cuddle them and 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 wipe their poo poo and and I don't <laughs> nurse them. They, they want the warm teat of the nanny state. Poo poo. Now you're going teat. It's just you're all over the place. Well, they want a nanny. They want a mommy from the government. I don't want a damn mommy from the government. Way too much anatomy in your metaphors. Just. Top to bottom, stem to stern. It's time for plain talk. <laughs> Enough of your blah, blah, blah. It's time for plain damn talk that people can understand. I don't want a second mammy in the White House. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk about that. That's really interesting stuff. Um, anyway, so that's what we got coming up. More Mars talk, probably. It, you know, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. It's teamwork that put a, a rover on Mars. Mm-hmm. And that's why we introduce everybody in the squad. There's our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles. Every now and then he has to pull a lever. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing pretty good. I saw SpaceX is setting up for the uh, all-civilian flight later. Ah. So I just keep... Where are I, they going? Just I, up? Just up, up into mm-hmm. space. Cool. But I, I don't know if I could do that, to be honest with you. I think I, I, I'm, it would be like me going on a roller coaster where I think it's a really great idea, and then I get to... 
uh, you know, get up to where the line is, and then I decide, no, no, this isn't such a good idea. I could see me doing that. You know, saying this is great, getting up to the spaceship, and it's going, no, nah, I can't do this. Um, out of a fear of heights or something like that, or yeah, pro- probably hmm. heights. I'd love to do it, but I'm not going to pay a quarter of a million dollars or whatever you got to pay. And I don't think it'd be that great. I haven't heard uh, how rigorous it is physically. I mean, is it like tons and tons of G-forces? Is it like uh-huh. uh, your your Blue Angels experience? Or is it just the weightlessness makes people puke? I don't know. I, I do hope, not know that. I hope it's not fake, though, where they just take it up a little bit and they just show, like, stars on the wall. You yeah, know? exactly. Like you your kid's you're, lamp. Right. You think you're in space <laughs> like a ride. And they... uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Well, I have uh, I have moved on from dismantling hedge funds. My uh, my my small portion of my uh, irresponsible investing income is now squarely in the realm of non fungible tokens, the NFTs, the uh, the the stupid digital basketball cards. As I'm, uh, I'm uh, I piqued my interest, so I, I'm I'm paying attention to that. I'm looking at it. I I, I own a couple moments now, and uh, the next step is uh, is retirement. So it's been fun, everybody. If you don't know what Sean's talking about, we should hit that early because we did that late in the show yesterday. It's really pretty interesting. We ha- Joe seems to think it's just a purely a scam it might be probably yeah or or, well and it made my brain hurt or it might be the future of uh everything i guess i don't know it's really hard to wrap your head around the thing you need to know is that i got in so that means it was at the top so now it's time for it (laughs) to go down (laughs) i'm pretty good at that myself my buy high sell low strategy is uh pretty good i can't wait to hear what moment you bought that's very exciting Mm mm-hmm uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, February 23rd, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Just checking. Sean has dis- moved on from dismantling hedge funds. Checking. They are still mantled. <laughs> Sorry about that. Nah, we'll right. get back to that. Let's begin the show now. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. Of course, as exciting as this prediction is, keep in mind, it first appeared in the New England Journal of telling you what you want to hear this month's cover story, most people your age can't pull off a leather jacket, but you look great. <laughs> hilarious. Mm. That's hilarious. That is funny. I just got rid of a leather jacket. How come? Oh, you can really pull it off. That's a shame. Because <laughs> I looked at it and I thought, you look like an idiot in this. <laughs> you just look like you're trying way, way too hard. Yeah, I, I've abandoned ever giving a crap what somebody else thinks about what I wear. Whether I can pull it off in your eyes means zero to me. Yeah. Zero beyond zero. And I, I you totally respect enti- that. You can spend your entire days mocking what I wear behind my back. I we could do. not possibly care <laughs> we less. do. I just don't care. <laughs> that's fine if that's enjoyable. I really, I can't imagine caring what yeah, someone else thinks about what I wear. There are degrees of it. I mean, when you're wearing your Metallica t-shirt, even though you can't name a Metallica song, <laughs> that's somewhat amusing. But if you were to sh- show up dressed as the Sugar Plum Fairy, I mean, that would be a different degree. Well, this, yeah. The leather jacket I'm talking about, it looked like Jacko was wearing it in 1987. I mean, it was just, it was no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to look dirty. I, I, I really, I actually don't want people like behind my back saying, man, he looks like he hasn't, those clothes look like they haven't been cleaned in a month. I don't want to be that guy. Sure. But in terms of fashion taste, no, I, I just do not care. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Very nice. A little of this, a little of that. Some comments on the whole, uh, how do we refer to that virtual stuff? 
Yeah, what, what, what's Sean, the what's official that name of that? Uh, NFTs, non-fungible tokens. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Top Shots is a NFT, which is a subset of... Uh, uh, never mind, I'll get it. It's, you, the, it's a modern baseball card or collectible of any kind, and it's uh, digital. And is it real or not? I guess we'll find out. It's all in the human mind and whether or not you think it's real. If you think it's real, it is. If you don't, it's not. I don't. It's not. Um, <laughs> all of that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Since the last time I checked, this is fairly new, this NASA footage that they uh, released in the last 24 hours. We have it at armstrongandgetty.com. You, have to, you don't have to go searching for the latest footage from the Mars rover. It's at armstrongandgetty.com. I'm looking forward to seeing that. What, 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 somebody's printer's going crazy. Yeah, I, I thought I had such a great idea, so I didn't have to run back and forth to the printer. I stuck one in the studio, but now sometimes it just makes noises at odd intervals, so... Printers are like that. You can just be sitting there in your living room and all of a sudden, what the hell? It's like he's got to get up and stretch or something. Oh, yeah. God, I'm stiff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mailbag. How terrifying would that be if like, your lawnmower did that? Yeah. Like, your chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, here's your freedom-loving quote of the day once again from the great Frederick Douglass. I love this one. To suppress free speech is a double wrong. It violates the rights of the hearer as well as those of the speaker. Huh, that is a good one. Smart dude. Yeah, I'd say he was an amazing man. I mean, and, and part of the problem with the woke crowd is uh, just separating us into race. He's a human being. He's, he's ought to be everybody's hero. Just his courage and his intelligence and his tenacity. Anyway, moving along, uh, speaking of leaders, Happy Chinese New Year, writes Tim. She is pronounced she. We're talking about uh, Chairman Xi. Uh, which is the only way, by the way, I can do my Chinese Abbott and Costello routine. Did you know who used to be the leader of China? I don't even know who's the leader of China now. She's the leader. Who is she? No, who isn't she? Dang. No, Dang hasn't been in power in years. <laughs> that's some damn fine Chinese leader humor here, Tim. That's pretty funny. Well done, my friend. Well done. Oh, and he has his number here. Maybe I'll call him in China. How are things in China? Oppressive. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Phil writes uh, two questions. What happened to the post-Super Bowl case rise of the COVID? Well, there wasn't one. Nobody knows what they're talking about, and everybody's guessing, and we have some uh, interestingly contrasting guesses coming up. I'm not sure any of those ever happened anyway, the post-this-or-that rise, because they coincided with national rises. and All the numbers were going up after Thanksgiving anyway. December was the worst month, then January was the worst month, so I'm I'm not sure any of those ever happened. Everybody's guessing. Uh, uh, Phil's second question is, I can't decide whose cackle or giggle is more disturbing. Would you compare, would you consider a comparison of competing nervous laughter from both Hillary and Kamala? Well, Phil, we'd be delighted to do that for you, but Sean and I have been discussing it, and Sean is of, of the opinion that first we have to have a play-in round between Hillary's different nervous cackles. All right, so, uh, laugh one. <laughs> laugh <Okay>. two. <laughs> So so which one gets the honor of facing off with Kamala's laugh in the finals? I don't know. Which one did you find more annoying, Jack? The first one was more annoying. Play it again, Sean. (laughs) Ah. 
Okay, I don't feel strongly about it. Yeah, the for phoniness alone, that, that one gets uh, gets the win. All right, now uh, compared with Kamala's fake nervous laugh. <laughs> I thought my cackle was going to be on the list. We regularly get texts complaining about that. So <laughs> You are a cackler. Uh, play Kamala one more time. It's kind of quiet. That's really annoying. Oh, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's because they're women. When men laugh, you don't complain. Kamala men again. don't laugh. We work. Exactly. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Give me Kamala again. What do I have to tip you? <laughs> yeah, we got to get a better Kamala laugh than that. Uh, it's kind of quiet. She, she does it every time she's interviewed. Yeah, so we can grab <laughs> <Yeah>. her. <laughs> it's tough to pick a winner. They both make my skin crawl. Anyway, moving along. Ken, on the topic of digital assets, that's these... Does you buy like a, a clip of, of a highlight? Film I got moments. And... You guys want to see my moments? No. Uh, oh, he says he's actually an expert in this sort of thing and would be delighted to explain it to us at some point. An expert in this? Hasn't it only yeah. been around for like a week? Well, uh, just a blockchain and digital oh, okay. this and that. T- gotcha. Top shots, yeah. the NBA basketball overlay of the, the technology that is NFTs and blockchain is is very new, but this technology has been growing for a long time. Good morning, gents, writes Mike in Roseville. Hop on the digital collectible cyber train, fellas. Can you imagine all the fags waiting to buy Armstrong and Getty audio digital collectibles? I'll trade you my O-Sleeve Boy for a Can You See My Privates? Can you, can you? <laughs> but only if you'll throw in a better than mama's milkshake. What do you say? The future's now, gentlemen. Don't just stand there holding your beta tapes. <laughs> um, there is some good news on the way the United States reacted to COVID. Uh, we should hit you with some of that since the president went all dour. Last night in his speech. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Today we mark a truly grim, heartbreaking milestone. 500,071 dead. That's more Americans who have died in one year in this pandemic than in World War I, World War II, and the Vietnam War combined. So that's striking. That's amazing. And that part was fine. But then he just wallowed in it. Well, so the Uh, President Biden gave a uh, an an address to the nation last night. And how would you characterize it? It it was mournful to the point of uh, despair. It was it was just odd. I find these kind of speeches odd, no matter who gives them. It doesn't matter if it's George Bush or Donald Trump doing his version of it or Bill Clinton or whoever. I don't get it. That's not the way I'm built. Um, and I recognize that we've talked about this Thomas Sowell book before, A Conflict of Visions, that, that people ha- who have a, you know, a lefty view of the world, a liberal progressive view of the world versus people who have a righty conservative view of the world see things completely different. Um, nobody's exactly sure if you're born that way or. You know, you come to it through the way you're raised or whatever, but you, you have a completely different view of the world. And I have, I know Tim Sandifer is always tweeting about this sort of stuff. I have zero interest in expecting the state to comfort me. I don't see that as the role of the state at all. In fact, I think it's weird and creepy. Whereas I was watching uh, yesterday after the speech and I saw a uh, a liberal pundit who I like 
Um, I like his uh, thoughts and that sort of stuff, but he's he's a lefty and looks at the world that view. And he was kind of choked up afterwards, and he said, I didn't realize how much I needed to hear that out of my president until I just heard that now. And I thought, to me, that is just freaking insane. <laughs> I mean, I just, the fact that, oh, wow, it's somebody, the state put their arm around me and hugged me, and now I feel like, I do, I do not get that at all. I'm like, not saying it's bad. I think you probably need both for society to function, but that is not the way I see government. Yeah, and, I, you know, I think we'd be a healthier society if we could just admit that. To each other. I mean, I saw that as Mo Alethi from, is it uh, Georgetown or one of those uh, institutes of politics? But I didn't realize uh, how much I needed to hear that until I heard the president. I thought, wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oof. I don't uh, need I, my county commissioner or my governor or whoever when there's, I, I look to my family, my friends, my, uh, my worldview, religion, whatever for these sorts of things. I do not look mm-hmm. to the state to comfort me. Right. Well, what bothered me about it, and look, I know Biden is known tragedy and loss in his life, and I, I feel for him, and, and I, I would never make light of that. But it was as if, uh, you know, my mom is barely hanging on, but she's hanging on, God bless her, um, refusing to give up and, and uh, depart this earthly, whatever that expression is. But anyway, uh, she's hanging on. But if someone comes to comfort me when when I lose somebody, it's fine with the, hey, I know this is incredibly tough, it's sad, it's a rough day for you, it's really, it's a downer, blah, blah, blah. But then Biden just kept going on and on and on. You must be devastated. You must be just to your core. Uh, you must feel like you can't go on. You must feel like life is no longer worth living and that you might as well be dead, too. And I was like, what the? All right, I got the idea. Lighten up. It was just crazy wallowing around in the death. It just it struck me as weird and distasteful. But again, we're a certain type of person and not everybody's like that, I guess. Um, yeah, so I think I've made my point on that. So he said, uh, something that gets said regularly with no pushback that drives me crazy. Uh, they mentioned the total number of deaths and how we, uh, you know, we have the most deaths of any country in the world. And nobody ever points out that, well, we're the third biggest country in the world, population wise. If proportionally, if we did, if every country did exactly the same, we'd be third. And oh, by the way, number one and number two don't Tell their numbers. We don't have any idea how many people died in China. And India has no idea how many people died there. They don't have the ability to figure that out. Certainly in the rural parts of the country, right. It's possible that China had less than 500,000 people die. But if they did, it's because they welded their door shut so that they couldn't go anywhere. And that right. sort of thing. And carted them off to, uh, to die together alone in concentration camps. So that's not exactly a model. So that statistic that we've had the third, we've, we've had the worst result. It's just weird to me. Right. Um, then you get to the deaths per, per capita, and we're, we're high on that list. We're not the highest, but we're pretty high. There's all kinds of things that possibly could explain that, too. Um, Germany, for instance, that has had a way better result than us, is getting hammered with the COVID now. The COVID is, is running through Germany the way it did in the United States. Wow, starting Germany's about, locked down like yep, crazy. Starting in about November when it really started to hit us hard, it's doing that in Germany now. So we'll see what these various countries' numbers end up being in the end, I think, before we start to talk about who's doing the best and who's doing the worst. Then I don't also, know, are you going to get into vaccination rates at this absolutely. point? Absolutely. Okay, so good. Bloomberg uh, put out a report yesterday because they wanted some good news on all this sort of stuff, which is really pretty impressive. As of yesterday, there have been 64.2 million doses of the vaccine given out. Uh, 1.1 million a day. Our rolling average 
of doses is almost 1.4 million a day. Now, what does that mean? The United States accounts for about one third of the doses administered in the entire world at this point. A third of the doses given out in the entire world are us, um, which is really quite amazing. Uh, and they go through the various states that are doing the best and that sort of thing. Uh, global data, 207 million doses administered worldwide at a rate of 6.2 million daily. The United States leads the pack in cumulative doses administered at 64.2 million. If you're going to go with doses per 100 people, Israel's very high. You know, some of these tiny, tiny countries like the UAE, UK is doing very well. But the United States, a much, much bigger country than any of those is sixth. If you want to give more of a uh, an apples-to-apples comparison and you look at the EU as a country, if, oh. the e- if the EU is a country, it's much bigger than the United States. It's got about 118 million more people than the United States. So we're 328 million people. The EU is 446 million people. They've only given out 27 million vaccinations for their entire the entire EU compared to our 64 million. Yeah, I was so looking we, at that chart earlier. If the EU was a country, they would be down there with third world uh, dictatorships who ride donkeys to work. And these are big economies. This is the first world. This is the first world. Um, so right now, the United States has administered 2.3 times the doses of the EU, despite having 100 million more people or 100 million people smaller than that population. All right, Washington Post, blame Trump for that. Go ahead, try. Go ahead. We're absolutely kicking ass at the whole vaccine, getting it out thing, compared to other places for the most part. Except for tiny, rich countries, and and Israel, which kicks ass at most things it does. Uh, But yeah, we're we're actually doing pretty well. Oh, some of the statistics on uh, sickness and hospitalization stuff are amazing. Uh, Seven-day rolling average in confirmed new cases peaked on January 11th at more than a quarter million. Today, that number is 70,000, 73% uh, decrease in six weeks. Uh, Seven-day average of test positivity has dropped from over 14% in the first week of the year to 5.3% this morning. Uh, January 6th, 132,000 people were hospitalized, 132,000. That figure has decreased for 40 straight days and is now nearly 60% lower at 55,000. Now, your uh, your anecdote there from Germany makes a fellow a little bit humble about crowing about how th- good things are now. Uh, who knows as, what curveball this yeah. thing has to throw? Oh, but. yeah, as we found with lots of states in this country, when people were uh, you know talking about, look how great this state is doing and how poorly this state is doing, and then the averages like California and Florida, you end, you, at the end of the year, you end up in the same place because mm-hmm. the virus seems to just do what it's going to do. Um, uh, uh, on know, the other hand, I think the EU's miserable performance in vaccinations right now oh, does factor into Germany's struggles. I mean, it has to. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, obviously that would make sense. Um, I've got more on that, on uh, what slowed down the European Union. Um, I'll have to get into that later. Some specifics about Europe and the way they handled things versus the United States. The Atlantic has a 9 million word 350-page oh, article about it. It's a short one for them. <laughs> but part of it is how we, the United States and Great Britain, the Trump administration and the Boris Johnson administrations threw tons of money at these vaccines right away and said, eliminate the ability to sue them for side effects. Let's just get these going. 
Whereas the the EU, because they're you know they have a different view of things. No, no, we need to be able to sue. We need to make sure we're getting a good price. So let's take it slow here. And that yeah. is according to the Atlantic, a lot of why they are so far behind in the whole vaccine thing. They were very slow moving, like it was just a regular drug rollout. Uh, wanting to make sure the bureaucracy got to do what bureaucracies do, whereas sure. uh, the United States and Great Britain cut through all that, realizing it was an emergency. It has struck me from the very beginning of the EU that they're the perfect example of rule by committee. It's like that demotivational poster I love so much. None of us, the committees, none of us is as stupid as all of us. I know, that's great. <laughs> oh, one more thing on the Biden speech. Okay, even if he... Because half the country needs to have the government hug them. Even if he um, uh, is right about that, why couldn't he? Why couldn't half or more of the speech been? You know, there are leading epidemiologists that think we're going to be out of this in a couple of weeks, and we're yeah. going to be basically back to normal. Well, I'll tell you, part of the reason for that is they got trillions of dollars of stimulus they got to push through, and you can't push that through while you're saying, you know, this is going to be over in a couple of weeks. That obviously doesn't work. Here, here. You know, I'm I'm reading about the. I just came across a headline. Once you get uh, your COVID vaccination, can you take off your mask yet? And they're saying no. Let me dig into it. Um, but it seems like they're just saying, well, the CDC's recommendations say not yet. Okay. All, right. all these articles what, are. What are they based on? All these articles seem to have the same conclusion of, hey, you're better off if you leave it on. Why would anyone listen to the CDC at this point? Why would anybody listen to NBC News, which I am right now? Did you hear Sam Harris's podcast where he had that nurse on top and they went through all the various things the CDC has told us over the last year? I did. It's just I... embarrassing. Really? Yeah. Uh, and it was all, you know, Road to Hell's paved with good intentions. Their intentions were not run out of masks or their intentions were, you know, point us this direction or that direction or lie about to herd immunity and all these different things. But there have been all kinds of crap that they've told us to try to you know, manipulate us because they're so much smarter than us in a variety of ways. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. I'd listen to anything they have to say. You know, that's funny. I was just going to say, I want to I want to bring up this. Uh, we got a note. It's terrific. I have a feeling it's a meme uh, sent around, uh, but it's why I question global warming. And it goes through all of the headlines. And uh, the Joe's crazes. a science denier. You probably stormed the Capitol on January 6th, didn't you? I don't recall storming anything. I'm not a science denier. I'm a science listener, looker, reader, not the slave of what I hear out of some uh, a celebrity. I'm a skeptic. You got a Confederate flag in your bedroom, don't you? I'm wearing Confederate flag underwear right now. You wow. just can't even see it. Wow. I like to keep it close. Um, keep your, oh, jeez. Keep your friends close, your enemies closer, and your underwear closest of all. <laughs> Something uh, I don't know. We got we have a bunch of different things we got to talk about. They arrested El Chapo's wife. Turns out yeah. she was running the cartel after he went to prison. What does she look? She looks like she's like twenty three years old. Anyway, um, uh, we got attractive lots. and capable. A real catch. <laughs> Much to discuss. Our text line is four one five two nine five K F T C. For the productive segment, wasn't it? Mm. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Senate this week 
They said to hold a confirmation hearing for President Biden's Attorney General, uh, Attorney General nominee, excuse me, Judge Merrick Garland, unless Mitch McConnell gets his way. Not until the election, Biden's presidency is almost over. Um, man, that's a uh, poof. You got to be really into news to enjoy that joke. Mm, um, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, AG thing yesterday, but later. Um, I did want to talk about this. The reason I paused the television on a picture of El Chapo's wife, attractive young woman. Don't, don't, don't hit on El Chapo's wife. Oh, jeez, no kidding. No kidding. You want to meet a gruesome end? <laughs> it don't matter if he's in Supermax. He'll get you. Um, She was running the cartel, it appears, so they've arrested her. And it reminded me, I started watching over the weekend... El Chapo's one of the biggest drug kingpins in world history, but he still pales in comparison to the man they consider the greatest criminal of all time, Pablo Escobar, mm. when he basically ran a country, a pretty large country of Colombia back in the days, back in the days through the late 70s and 80s mostly was his, uh, his highlight. So I watched, I started watching Narco, that, uh, that, that, Three season series. Oh, that thing's phenomenal! Oh, yeah. it is great. It is really great. The acting's fantastic. The guy it who is... plays uh, Pablo is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, chilling dude, and mm. and looks like Pablo Escobar. Have you seen any of that, Joe? I have not. I keep hearing how great it is. Oh, it's fantastic. And I had read um, "Hunting Pablo Escobar." Is that the name of the book by Bowman, the same guy who wrote "Black Hawk Down"? So I'm pretty up on my Pablo Escobar anyway, uh, but. These drug kingpins, just, just, man, that's the state of the world if you don't have law and order. People like that running the show. Oh, yeah. Enforcement of norms through brutality entirely. And how you get away from that, it's so difficult to get away from that. Once they start bribing people up and down the chain the way Pablo Escobar did, he had the cops, he had the judges, he had the politicians, similar to El Chapo. Um, You just, you had no chance to fight back. You, you you weren't, a, like, not a patriot or a good person to not fight back. You were stupid to fight back. There's no chance of, of succeeding. You're just going to get you and your family killed. Right. You call the vice president in his office. He puts down the phone and calls up Carl, uh, Escobar. Yeah. Pablo Escobar, yeah. I would highly recommend anybody at least watch the first episode to give you a really good idea of what these drug cartels are doing right now in Mexico or well, what they've done around a- the world. Yeah, wasn't there a reasonable belief that it was, was it two Mexican presidents ago? Yeah. That he might have been dirty? Yeah. No offense, uh, Mr. Former President, if it's not true. Scary stuff. Yeah. I kept yeah. picturing myself watching the Pablo Escobar thing of what, what would I have done in that situation? I suppose you'd cave. You'd have no other choice. When he hits you with the, you know, the silver or lead, he invented that whole idea. Well, he mm. probably didn't invent it. It's probably as old as time. Yeah. Uh, that sort of expression. I'll, I can give you gold or I can give you the lead of a bullet. That's your, those are your options. Right. God, he right. gets he gets pulled over by the um the military there in Colombia. This is early in his career, and uh, the military they're really dialed in. They think they've got him figured out and everything like that, and they they're, they're pretty cocky and everything like that. And he starts walking around to these people. He'd memorized their names and their families, and starts saying, "Your son, the ten year old Jimmy, boy, he did. He's quite a kid. Like sports. Hey, that wife of yours, man. How how'd you get a wife that looks that hot and that sort of stuff? Let's mm-hmm. them all know. I know exactly who you are. I know your families. I know everything. Wow. And they just Okay, drive on through. It's, oof. Well, and he was stronger than the government. He was the government. For a long time.
Oh, yeah. and, and then just the United States' appetite for drugs at that time and now, um, particularly in Miami and Florida, the appetite for cocaine at that time and the, how all that cocaine was coming into Florida and then the people on this side in this country who are allowing that whole thing to go because people were making so much money off of it. It's fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. We talked about this yesterday. Don't quite have my head wrapped around it yet. You understand, like, the idea of collectibles, right? We can use the example of baseball cards because this is a sports one, but it could be really any kind of collectible. They have these little video moments that they're putting out now, a company called Top Shot. You can buy a moment, a little video of an NBA star, say LeBron James with a fantastic dunk, dunk, and they'll release a 1,000 of them. And you have serial number 50 of a little video, and you collect those, and you trade them. And they increase in value or decrease in value, that sort of thing. This is a, a new phenomenon. The story was mentioned on ESPN just a week ago. In the last week, Top Shot has done $111 million in transactions. I am so mystified by this. I mean, a, a baseball card, they have to manufacture a baseball card. they got to get the guy to sit for the photo. they got the press. they got the rest of it. But I can get sports videos everywhere all the time. You could print out a picture of a baseball card from anywhere, and you would have that picture. But I wouldn't have the card. Well, that's the same as this. You, yeah, the you can watch number. the video, but you don't have the video. The official video. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> this so blows my mind. Uh, anyway, uh, Brian Windhorst, who's one of the top ESPN guys, he said, I've never quite seen anything like it, and frankly, it's very hard to comprehend. Over the last <laughs> few months, 50,000 users have poured $70 million into buying these video clips. So if you are you got a youngster doing that or a, a son uh, you know, in college or something, that's what they're doing. Armstrong and Getty.